Right, hello everyone, welcome to this brand new podcast. It's called So What? The MGPES Podcast. My name's Dylan Mystery and I am the host today. Now, this is a bit of an introduction to this episode. It's episode one. And yeah, so this podcast is about anything, really. So this is about our hobbies, really. So I'm into motorsport and a lot of the things I'll be talking about will be motorsport related when we get more of the MGPES team on, we'll be talking about all sorts of things from anime to motorsport to even, well, music, um, as this podcast was originally meant to be. So, today's episode, we are going to talk about Formula One 2021. Now, in the Aero Grand Prix podcast, which is also produced by me and Darsha Lodia, we are going to, we have made our predictions on our constructors, which will, an episode which will release on Sunday the 17th of January. So, let's get on with this episode. Now, let's talk about my 2021 predictions. Now, I made some predictions not long ago about this, on this, and um, let me just say, they're a bit off point. So, when I made these predictions, let me make these clear. This was a week before the, this was the Bahrain Grand Prix weekend. Now, you've got to remember, that you've got to remember the fact that this was before we got the announcements made. So let's get started with this. So, if I just load up my information. Um, so, let's start off with this podcast. Now, let's start off with my constructor's predictions. So, when I made this, this is before pre-season testing. I'll do one again, really. And what do I think is going to happen? So... Let's talk about, we're going to do F1 today. Um, so, let's P10 in Constructors, I'm going to say Haas will finish last. And the reason why I say that is not the car, but the driver lineup. They have a brilliant young driver in Mick Schumacher. Amazing talent. And proved so in FIA European Formula 3 and FIA Formula 2 by winning the titles in that his second season of competing in those championships. And also, they do have Nikita Mazepin. And obviously, I do have my opinion on Nikita Mazepin. We all do. And obviously, after the recent events, which after what we have seen from him on social media, I don't have much to say about him. But I think Nikita Mazepin will be really inconsistent and won't finish many Grand Prix. I'm going to say he will not finish at least 10 Grand Prix. He will crash. And I think him and Mick Schumacher will have a love-hate relationship in a sense that they just don't like each other. Um... So, yeah, that's why I've gone for that. And I think Mick Schumacher will score points, but it will not be enough to prevent Haas from finishing last. Now, let's go on to my position nine. And I've gone for Williams, and I've gone for the fact that the drivers are consistent. Um, they finished the races. Nicholas Latifi, he only retired from races but because of retirements, mechanical issues. I'm thinking of Mugello, where... I'd guarantee he would have been in the... He was doing really well in that race, but he ended up getting caught out in that collision um, at the safety car restart. So he missed out. And George Russell, we know he's a really, really good, brilliant driver. And after what we saw in Sakir this year, where he stood in for Mercedes and got horribly lost out to the win, you've got to think about that as well. So I'm saying Williams, a P9. Alfa Romeo, I'm going to say Wolfie, P8. Same as last year. Alfa Romeo have a better car than Williams and Haas. And they have a good driver lineup in Antonio Giovinazzi and Kimi Raikkonen. So, and the drivers are really good. Two, they, they scored a double points finish at Imola. 
and hopefully they can do that the same. Now, position seven, it might be controversial. I've gone for Alpine, mainly due to the fact, it's mainly due to that I think political factors will get in the way. I think Fernando will literally insert his number one status in every possible way, which will cause many problems for Esteban Ocon. I think Fernando will do well in the driver's standings, but Esteban won't. And I do think political factors will be um, a key. So that's why I've gone for um, position nine. But I think the midfield battle this year will be even more tight than it was last year. P6, I've gone for my favourite team, Scuderia, AlphaTauri, Honda, which is their full name. Well, for Terry, for sure. I've gone for the I've gone for the team, small team, it's small Italian team from Faenza, the Red Bull owned team. Mainly due to the fact they have a brilliant car and they have a really good lineup. Well, we know Pierre Gasly is a proven race winner and a brilliant driver, and I proved that he proved that with him twenty twenty. And you've got to consider Yuki Tsunoda, a brilliant rookie. Our first time I heard of him was at the Pau Grand Prix, in which Billy Monger won that race. But Yuki Tsunoda, rookie season in Formula Two last year. And he absolutely obliviated everyone, apart from Mick Schumacher and Callum Eilat. And AlphaTauri, I think, will be very, very consistent this year. I think they'll be involved in the battle a lot more than they will be. And I think Yuki Tsunoda, um, towards the latter st- stage of this year, in 2021, like Kvyat, will be involved a lot more in points and maybe could get a podium. Kvyat obviously got missed out on the podium at Imola. To this day, I think he should have got the podium, but Albon ruined it for him. So let's go on to Bishop's edition five. I'm going for another Italian team from Marinello, Scuderia Ferrari, Mission Winner. Yes, I've gone for the team which last year finished P6 and Constructors. I think they're, gonna, they're, they're still going to struggle, but with a new driver in Carlos Sainz Jr. replacing Sebastian Vettel, I think the lineup will work. Two young, two young, um, two young drivers in in the main position. Um, we've also got um. To consider they've obviously a new engine, but I don't think it's going to be enough. And I think the damage has already been done with Ferrari having a lot more wind tunnel, wind tunnel advantage in, well, the 2022 car. So I'm going for P5 Ferrari. I think they'll be in the midfield battle a lot more this year. It's going to be very, very tight. P4, I'm going to go for a new team. The team from Silverstone, formerly known as Jordan. Midland, Spiker, Force India, Racing Point, Force India, Racing Point, and now Aston Martin. Aston Martin, I believe, with the Mercedes Power and Sebastian Vettel, will finish P4 in the Constructors like they did last year. But I think with Lance Stroll and Sebastian Vettel, they will be consistently scoring points. But maybe a race win, we don't, let's see. For P3, I've gone for another team, the same team, well, pretty much the same as last year. Come for McLaren, but the re- I think they're going to be ahead. They have a brilliant chassis and they're going to have the amazing Mercedes engine. McLaren and Mercedes back together again. A bit like, I don't know, an iconic couple. I can't name one at the moment. But they're back together, McLaren and Mercedes, with Daniel Ricciardo also in their lineup as well. So you've got two amazing jokers in Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris. Now, my accent might be a bit dodgy, but... Lando and Daniel are brilliant drivers. Lando obviously got um, made well made the Austrian Grand Prix amazing by getting his first po- um, podium in Formula One. And to set aside in twenty twenty what McLaren had and Daniel Ricciardo, he had he had two effing podiums. Obviously Cyril's not going to get that tattoo anymore, but. Daniel Ricciardo is at McLaren with a mis- first time he's ever going to drive a Mercedes powered car. Now. 
Peter and Constructors, I'm going to go for the new team, not a new team, but no more, no longer part of Aston Martin, but Red Bull Racing. Red Bull Racing last year with Honda engines, as they are known as Honda. Well, let's just say, let me just, they're going to be a lot more closer to Mercedes with a driver with Sergio Perez and, and Max Verstappen. But Perez in qualifying will be obviously slower than Verstappen, but his race pace will be a lot better than the race pace which was produced by Alexander Albon and Pierre Gasly, respectively. And overall, I think it's going to be a brilliant lineup. And the first time since Daniel Ricciardo left Red Bull, Red Bull are going to have a two really good drivers. And P1, I'm going to go for a team based in Brackley, Mercedes, AMG, Petronas, Formula One team. Yes, I'm going to say Mercedes win this eighth constructors in a row. But Mercedes, well, this I believe this year will be Mercedes' last year of proper domination before these new regulations. Mercedes stopped the relative from their car at the Belgian Grand Prix in 2020. So there's not much to say on that. Apart from we know they've been ages developing the car. Now let's move on to driver standard. Now position 20 in the 2021 driver standard. I'm going to go for Nikita Mazepin. I don't think he's going to be good enough. I think he's going to be a, a crash person. He's going to be a torpedo. But there's not much to say about Nikita Mazepin. Apart from that, he is much disliked across the Formula 1 community. After what he had posted on social media. Hashtag we say no to Mazepin. Okay, position nine. I'm going to say Nicholas Latifi. I think Latifi is a brilliant driver. You might... Well, he is a pay driver, but he was consistent. And had Russell not gone to Mercedes last year, he definitely would have finished ahead of George Russell in the standings. And I think he will score points this year. I think Latifi is a brilliant driver. So, yeah, let's see what happens. Position 18, I'm going to go for Mick Schumacher. He will be ahead of his teammate. He will score points. There's not much to say. But this year is his, this year will be his rookie season. And he still has a point to prove. 16, 17th, I should say. I'm going to go for Antonio Giovinazzi. He's Italian and he has the Italian trait of crashing. He will score points like his teammate Kimi Raikkonen. But it won't be enough. So that's why Giovinazzi is going 17th. We've seen what he's got. This year is the year he has to prove his worth in Formula 1. Callum Eilert is literally waiting in his wings to take that spot. And now P16, I'm going to go for the Iceman himself. My idol, Kimi Raikkonen. Wow. So, I've gone for Kimi because I think this year will be his last year in Formula 1. And yeah, I think he'll he'll be ahead of his Antonio Giovinazzi. But this year will be his last and I think his form will start to drop. P15, I'm going to go for a new, a new rookie in Yuki Tsunoda. I think he has a pace, but I don't think it's enough at the moment. This year, it will be a learning curve. He's obviously going to have to learn. He's Japanese. He needs to learn um, with the Italian team how to communicate, etc. Might be a bit of an odd one, but he has talent, and I, there's no doubt. P14, I am going to go for George Russell. I think he'll score points for Williams this year, without a doubt. He has got, he'll be in Q3 with a Williams, not Mercedes. He will do something amazing. Maybe a podium. Maybe I'm too amb- ambitious. But P13, I've gone for Lance Stroll. And I've gone for him because I think the midfield is too tight this year to say the positions. I think he'll be separate. I think that I think he'll have the same points as who I'm going to say will be P12. Lance Stroll, he'll have form, then he'll lose it. And that's what I think is going to happen. P12, I think it's going to be Esteban Ocon. I think he's going to be held back by Fernando Alonso and the political factor in the Alpine team. So, yeah, 
I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Fernando Esteban. I think there'll be political factors which are involved, which kind of ruin it for them. P11, I did put Sergio Perez down, but I am going to change that. And I'm going to say P11 will be Carlos Sainz. I think Carlos will struggle to get used to the Ferrari. And by the, by the time he's used to the Ferrari, it'll be late in the season. It's a learning curve to get used to the team from Marilello. P9, I'm, I'm going to say Lando Norris. I think him and Carlos will have a good battle, but it's going to be very, very tight. Um, I shouldn't say P9 because it was P10, but Lando is going to be very have a very good tight battle with his old teammate. And it's going to be interesting to see how the McLaren adapts to the Mercedes-powered car. Powered engine, I just should say. It's going to be really, really interesting. Um, P9, I'm going to say Pierre Gasly. Pierre will continue improving. And maybe we'll get a shot at Red Bull seat at one point again. Or maybe he'll go to Alpine. But Pierre will once again improve. I think he'll be in the podium at least twice this year. And prove his worth in Formula 1 once again. And obviously he is a team leader. Red Bull, he's won the battle between him and Albon. Red Bull prefer Gasly over Albon, and that is without a doubt. P8 is going to be the two-time world champion in Fernando Alonso. He's only going to be there because he's going to obviously have the number one status and have an overall, overall everything at Alpine. So yeah, that's why he's P7. I think he'll be doing. He might get a podium, first podiums in 2014. I think he'll get, but it'll be quite tight to say so. P7 is going to be Daniel Ricciardo. It's going, as I said, the midfield battle is going to be very, very tight. Is why I'm saying Daniel Ricciardo will be P7. P6 is going to be another world champion in Sebastian Vettel. And he will have to get used to his new Aston Martin with the Mercedes power. He'll be winning races without a doubt this year. And I've got to agree with that. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Um, position five, I am going to say it will be Charles Leclerc. Yep, Leclerc will be one of the best drivers. I think he'll be best of the rest this year, without a doubt. And obviously, he's proven what he has, but he just didn't have the race pace last year. Hopefully, Ferrari have fixed that, and so this, so the young Monegas can prove, can show his all his skill and talent which he has already proven. P4, I'm going to say Sergio Perez. Yes, I made this prediction prior to this being announced, and we all thought after that, Albon was going to get that seat without a doubt. But things have changed. He's a Grand Prix winner. I think he'll be really good a teammate for Verstappen. I think he'll be with the help. He will have more of a role with the Mercedes, battling with the Mercedes, than Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly ever did. P3, I'm going to say Valtteri Bottas. I'm going to say Valtteri will start losing his mojo this year. I'm going to say he'll still be involved in championship type fight, but it won't be enough. But And obviously he's demonstrated what he's got, but he's made a lot of rookie mistakes. And obviously when George Russell famously overtook him in the Sakia Grand Prix, it's only time before Russell takes that place of Bottas's or even Lewis Hamilton's. P2, I'm going to say Max Verstappen. I'm going to say he will be, be ahead of Bottas by a slender margin. Not a big margin, but a small margin. So, 
it's going to be interesting. This year, I think Red Bull will be closer to Mercedes. And yeah, it'll be interesting. But I think Mercedes will have the upper edge. And position one, I think Lewis Hamilton will win his last Formula One world title. I think this year will be last Lewis's last year. I do not see him. I've had this feeling that he will not continue for a long time. And that's how it is. So I don't think Lou, I'll be doing a proper video on this in another point on my YouTube channel. But overall, this is the end of the pod, this episode. This is episode one based on F1. Thank you for watching. If you are new around here, please follow us and like us on here on Spotify, on all podcast providers. Subscribe to us on any podcast providers and it'll be much appreciated. Yeah, and thank you and hope you enjoyed this. My name's Dylan Mystery. This was So What? The MGPS Podcast. Bye bye.